episode of Andor was an absolute banger. Uh, the, the tension belt and like in a, it was it was wonderful. We're gonna get deep into that. I have an awesome um, crew of guests that we'll be introducing you to in just a second. But uh, yeah, sit back, relax, join me here on the high ground. Hello, and we lost visual. One. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm back. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so happy to have everyone join me. Uh, I want to start off uh, because we're going to get deep into this episode because it was amazing. But let's go around, have everyone introduce themselves, where we can find your awesome content. And uh, for our icebreaker, I'm going to ask, you can have any droid in Star Wars to make your life easier to hang out with. Uh, to do work, to be your buddy. Who are you picking, and uh, and what are you guys doing? What, you know, what, what are you doing with these droids? <laughs> um, and I'll go to Pete first. Well, thank you very much. First of all, thank you for having me on. This is this is really great. I'm glad you you know you've you've made a couple appearances on on our shows lately, and it's really I was honored that you you reached out. So I'm excited to be here. So thank you very much. I'm uh, Pete Fletzer. I am part of the ATG Cast podcast stream. I do a podcast called Around the Galaxy uh, every other Thursday, where we sort of have one-on-one -on -one interviews with people in the Star Wars fandom. And then on Friday nights, we do a show called Streaming Star Wars. It's sort of a sports talk radio. For Star Wars nerds, we don't talk sports; we talk Star Wars. But it's that—that's kind of the the format. And you can find me at ATGcast or at ATGcast.com. Um, which droid would I want? Well, um, I do have my battle droid right there on the wall. Um, but I think my favorite droid, uh, and it has uh, nothing to do with the fact that we're talking about Andor, but it would be K2SO because I—I I feel like he's got the muscle to do what I need to have done. He's a uh, he, he can defend you, but he's also hilarious, and uh, I love the sardonic humor. That works very well for me. So <laughs> That would be awesome, especially having him ride shotgun and be like having Wash as your pilot. It's, it's just a win-win on, on, all, on all cases, so I, yes. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, how about you, Larissa? I'm Flower Stardust on uh, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Um most commonly known for the Imperial HR videos, uh, but I'm a huge Rogue One fan. Um, but uh, the droid that I would have with me, I guess I do it's from the Mandalorian. Uh, I'd probably want to travel around uh, with them. I don't know if personality-wise, but um, I don't know. I, th I think they would just always have my back and as well. well sorry, you, you, you cut out a, a little bit. Which droid? IG-11 from the Mandalorian. Very nice. <laughs> I'm hoping that this is post-reprogramming uh, to be an excellent babysitter. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, post-reprogramming. <laughs> Although, when you're walking around as Dolores, the earlier programming might be more effective in getting things done. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last but not least, we got uh, Joshua. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Josh. I'm probably more known as Mesa Windu, um, primarily on TikTok, on Twitter, if you want the spicier takes. Um, and then on YouTube, I'm trying. So we'll, we'll see where it goes. 
Um, but yeah, I, uh, I've, I've, I'm kind of sort of a, a regular on your show, uh, Chaco, but not not recently. So hopefully we can uh, improve that in the future. <laughs> and bite me on more often. I've just been so busy and you've been so busy. But yeah. Um, so a droid. I got to go with K2SO. Um, there you go. I feel like he, he's funny enough that I can I can laugh, but he's also intimidating enough that if we had to scrap, like, <laughs> I'd be good because, you know, I got. Yeah, like, I'm short, so I got the height advantage in my buddy so we can we can tag team. So, yeah, yeah, he's got he's got that reach. Uh, no, I, I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> I can go for the knees. He can go for the face. You know, you know how it is. And there's uh, a fresh one where that came from. <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's see here. We got uh, Connor in the chat, also choosing uh, IG11. Podcast of the Wills. Hello there. Uh, have an R2-D2 stand, which is just always, always good. R2 is a classic. Um, <laughs> Obi-Sean, I agree with you. I, I'm, I'm actually torn between two. BD1. Because he's like a he's like a, a lovely little little puppy. It's always hanging out. It will jump on your shoulder and ride around. And the other one I'm thinking of, it doesn't have a lot of personality, and but it would just be useful. Is Dio, um, mm. Iden Versio's mm-hmm. droid in Battlefront Two, rides on your back, flies around. I just like as a second set of hands, that would be amazing. <laughs> um, I why would it be amazing, Chaco? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I went for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like you know, have it uh, take. Yeah, well, it's the, curious. The potty, you, know, just, you know, just just do, yeah, do whatever. That's that's one of the ways. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna back out of that entirely. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a R2 She2 podcast. Um, love Neve. Uh, R3, so we can crush the patriarchal human first galactic system together. <laughs> I love that name. Uh, so yeah, cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lando Droid, yep, same. Uh, we have uh, people who choose violence. Uh, um, chopper. Chopper. <laughs> oh, so you're on a wanted list. Okay. Gotcha. I feel like you would ask Chopper to help you. He'd spin around and punch you in the knee, and then you're just like, come on, man. And then he'd do whatever he wanted. Exactly. More or less, yeah. Mr. Bones is a good one. I like yeah, that. That's even more violence. But yeah, lots of yeah. lots of love for, for for Chopper. We got we got some some more more Dio. Um, <laughs> let's see. It's it's whack. Um, huh. I'm I'm trying to remember who this is. Is that is that the uh, Imperial? He's the pit droid, isn't he? Is that the pit droid? Okay. I think it's the pit droid. I remember because me and my buddy were watching uh, that Clone Wars episode he was in, and uh, he was like, "Bro, his name is Whack. Like, I hate him because he's Whack." <laughs> yes, yeah, that's how I remember. I, I love Lucasfilm and like the stupid naming of things, like you know, salacious being shoelaces or you know, just <laughs> or, or uh, Doctor some... Quadpaw. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> listen we have a character named therm scissor punch Truth. Um, like true. it's you know it, it is it is what it is uh love them all also l3 37 yeah yeah leet yep yep leet yeah and then also a quick love for bb8 uh for for puppy reasons uh also soccer reasons if he starts acting up give him a kick he'll roll into a wall (laughs) he'll be all right he'll be all right um and he'll give you an enthusiastic thumbs up whenever you do something good and that's that's pretty cool as well (laughs) um 
but uh, yeah, we we had an awesome episode. You know, I, I, there's there's always a lot of conversation on the pacing of the show, and I'm curious how you guys feel overall because we're we're doing kind of like a three episode you know arcs. Um, is that is that too slow? Did the payout of this episode make it feel like it was worth it? I, I'll just kind of open it to you. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in on that. I think because you know it's it's interesting. I was I said to to Nick, my my partner on, uh, on streaming Star Wars, and we talked about you know a lot of people are saying this is the best episode, and last week we said that was the best episode. The week before that we said that was the best episode, and I think the reason for that is because this show is very difficult to break into episodes because literally every every week you're building on the previous week. In fact, I think more so the Mandalorian, which went by chapters, this, this series should go by chapters because it's like a book. And mm. this chapter was fantastic. It was beautiful. There were so many great things that I'm sure we're going to talk about. But at the end of the day, this chapter doesn't work without the previous five. And so it's this great build that's happening. And I really love the pace. I tweeted this morning that you can't have a 45-minute buildup and heist in a two-hour movie. That just wouldn't work. So the streaming right. approach is really very valuable. Um, and the other thing that I caught about this episode and didn't really realize till the end was it's the first episode that didn't shift scenes at all till the very end we were with the crew mm. and the heist story for what 42 of the 53 minutes and then it was mm -hmm. just not till the end where we saw we saw mothma and we saw luthan and so um I, I think that's really interesting and you can't do that in in traditional storytelling and i think it's great yeah i like that uh, how about you Lisa? oh i am i wasn't at arc i kind of struggle with that in the Clone Wars, but for this uh, story in particular, it's really great. It's um, from the first episode in this arc. I just fell in love with uh, Rebels, and then last week I liked getting to know them better. Uh, so I think we all knew that that was coming, and I'm sure we'll go into that. Um, but yeah, this finale thing that I expected it to be, and uh, yeah, the pacing. It real, if that makes sense, than other movies. Yep, makes it so real. just kind of rushing to the next thing. Yeah, like they took their time, like climb into the cockpit, which like I don't mm -hmm. know that we've seen that in live action. Just like little, I appreciate that they're taking the time uh, to show us those things. Yeah, um, and also, uh, Lewis, I, I don't know if you if you can look in um, one more because you were cutting in and out a little bit. If okay. if there is. Um, Echo cancellation also turn that off as well. <laughs> um, and hopefully that'll take that care of it. But yeah. Off. Okay. Okay. Sure. Maybe. Because I can't fix the audio for some reason on the phone. I apologize, guys. No. <laughs> you, oh, no worries. You, you, guys, you guys are fine. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, uh, how about you, Josh? Uh, I agree with both of you. Um, uh, Pete. Uh, you took the words out of my mouth. Uh, damn you. Um, <laughs> uh, incredibly good point regarding the, the chapter point you were making, because um, I've said from the beginning, ever since the first three episodes, I was like, this entire show is going to is going to track like it's a one big movie. Yep. Um, and that's the vibe I was getting. It, it, I remember I kept asking myself, I was like, what about this show feels so much more refined and 
and cinematic in a, for the lack of a better term compared to the rest of the shows even the best parts of the mandalorian mm-hmm. i was like what is it and and when i finally thought about it and you put the put the uh, you put the words in my head it's it's one big movie um and it and it did the chapter thing better than the mandalorian does the chapter thing yeah um, because it feels like at least up until like towards the end when the story comes together for the Mandalorian, it feels like it's kind of episodic more so than anything. It's like Mando goes here with Grogu. Mando goes there with Grogu. Mando goes there with Grogu. And then it all comes together in the end. Yep. Like most like shows would do. But with this, it's all one story and it's all coming together. Yeah, there's different um there's different points of view. There's different supporting major characters, but it's all adhering to the same story. And, and I think what I love the most about it, even though I've heard complaints that people say it's too slow. And if that's not your type of thing, I get it. I do get it. Um, I've been, it's been riveting. It's like watching another 40 minutes of an award-winning movie. I'm like, Oh my God, this is great. Mm -hmm. And I cannot wait to watch this when it's all out. Yeah because i'm gonna watch it all over again and it's gonna be even better because you can just go right to the next part right to the next part it's like oh my gosh so. and, and you bring up an interesting point too is i feel like the middle chapter number two and number five have both mm. felt like they just sort of ended in a weird spot and i think that's because mm. they're breaking it up into 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 just we need to fit it and we need to make sure that the last piece works and the first piece works and mm-hmm. we'll just kind of make these work inside. And again, it's not a bad thing because last week I right. was wanting, I like, this was the longest week between star Wars shows that I can remember in a long time. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. I, Oh my gosh, man. Me too. I was like, I don't know if you saw my tweet, uh, but I was like, bro, like, is it me or does it feel like this was the absolute longest <laughs> wait? In the hit, even more so than like Mando season two <laughs> right. finale or Book of Boba Fett or anything like that. I was just like, bro, it feels like it's been three weeks yeah. since. And maybe it's, and maybe it was because like, maybe it's like a resi- like residual from like us getting the first three right off the bat. And then it's kind of like, we're, we want the next three right off the bat. And it's like, damn, like we got to wait two weeks for the next two of these like what yeah. but like it was something about it i was like bro this is excruciating yeah. i hate it yeah i i kind of feel the crazy the way i look at it um is like old school anime like if you watched anime in like the early 2000s oh <laughs> uh you, I, I remember even before i watched anime i would run home from school to like uh to like turn on the simpsons and i would see like the last like five minutes of Yu-Gi-Oh! And it was the most hype thing. And I was like, I need to see what happens next. I don't even know what the show's yeah. about. But like, this is <laughs> yeah. so hype. And you knew you knew you were about to get mad once you heard like the Will Vegeta. You're like, no, it's not over yet. No, no. Find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. You're like, damn it, man. God, I gotta go to school now. Yeah. Dude, and I mean, the, the previous episode, I was I was on the edge of my seat just from the tension that was just building and like it has you sit in silence or sit with some like real uncomfortable scene you know the breakfast scene with his mom and stuff like that and you're just like yeah and then and then we we launch into this and uh, i mean the payoff was was it was it worth the wait i i believe absolutely (laughs) i was worried it wouldn't be uh, i guess foolishly because in my opinion, if a show starts off the way that Andor did the first three episodes, 
you should know deep down that the rest of that show is going to be an absolute banger. You're like, oh my God, like they, this is the first three episodes. It made me feel the way it did. Like, I don't think, I think I got more emotional in the final minutes of episode three of yes. Andor yeah. and call me crazy. I felt more then I'm, I'm ready for the people than, than the Obi-Wan Anakin fight. Hmm. With Obi-Wan and Anakin, it's like, oh, my God, I've been waiting for this. This is awesome. This is what I want. Oh, my gosh, yes. Hype, yes. Sadness, yes, when it when it comes. And I did get a little emotional. But with the Andor thing, like, all the emotions from, like, and it, we'll get into it as we go on, but, like, all, from, like, all of the different points of view, the music was really heavy lifting toward mm -hmm, the end. Yeah. And just seeing, like, the parallel between young Cassian and an older casting like his stories beginning again it's just like I, I felt so like overwhelmed even going back and watching it again just all that together just made me like damn man i want to go like <laughs> i want to go sing do you hear the people sing in the in the, in the street now like it's so <laughs> cool like all of the emotions coming together it was great man yeah. best star wars experience in a very long time but there's something now. really interesting about the the pacing even in the action scenes right as great as the you know the chains mm -hmm. and everything falling on ferrix which was a mind-blowing scene really a very sparkly yeah. choreographed scene and the end of this episode the escape the action was there but i mean you compare that to mando or book of boba fett action and it's a it's a different it's even in a different paced action there as right. well it's mm -hmm. not it, yeah it, I, I mean and larissa you made the, the point before and you're you're spot on and one of the things that i picked up on was you know once they start the heist and they've got the credits in their face and it's all happening it's still like, first of all, they showed you a lot. Like, if you were watching this in the theater, if it was a two-hour and 20-minute feature film, you wouldn't have gotten them blowing the straps off, loading the the the, tra the, the little carts, pushing the carts up. into the. It would have been like, okay, go, bam. Oh, Andor's in the seat. Let's go yeah. and get out of here. So I I really appreciated that because it added to the tension. You're like, what? Because you had, who was that? Was it J-Hold? Was that the... the the uh the imperial officer just the stress yeah. between him and gorn you'd never get anywhere mm -hmm. else that was fantastic so yep. big props to this show for for not trying to make because this could have been a 35 minute episode mm -hmm. but they they put you into this which is why you care so much and why you feel so much during that time because my gosh you've like everything is uh is happening in real time i think it's sort of the way you put it larissa it feels kind of real and and that's it's a different way to feel about a star wars yeah yeah and, and, uh, you're kind of always and, waiting for it? when it's gonna go my bad sorry uh you're kind of waiting for you because you know something's gonna you're go good. wrong no yeah you you don't you don't know when something is gonna go wrong when you're watching this too when you see all those little details it's like all right, all right well who's who's gonna die when you just know it's coming <laughs> right <laughs> yeah oh i i so that's that's the thing that got me. Like you said, there was so much detail on each and every portion where they're wheeling the stuff out, they're loading it up, and like what happened to Nemec was not at all what I would have ever thought. Yeah. But that moment wouldn't have hit so hard, pun intended, had we not seen. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Too soon. Damn. Uh, had we not seen how heavy these things are to push around right got that weight. we saw a man like have a heart attack and die because he was doing physical labor for the first time ever. <laughs> uh but it, and 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 it, all of this the action and stuff that it tells has has purpose right we established 
this guy is just a, a fat, lazy imperial who can't even be bothered to go out. So, you know, can't it's like, oh, this belt or anything, man. The, the, the clothes shrunk, and she's like, uh huh. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure it did. We've all had that crisis though, where it's like (laughs) you put on something. You're like, in in his very minor defense, like we've all had the moment (laughs) where you try on a sweater and you're like, oh yeah, oh. Oh, oh, this definitely yeah. shrunk. It is must not have me. shrunk. Well, Josh, it has been five years. You sure it just shrunk? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I got you. I should Listen, go to the gym. Pandemic <laughs> hit a lot of us real hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Look, look at look. Just look at some of the older episodes with me and you, man. I looked way different. Yeah. Completely different. I had dread, so yeah, I looked very different. <laughs> Season one, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, wanted to. I wanted to say though, real quick, uh, before I forget, um, I encourage all of you to check out that Hollywood Reporter interview with uh, Tony Gilroy and uh, uh, whoever did the Hollywood. Sorry, the guy who actually did the interview. Sorry, I don't remember your name, but very, very insightful. Um, he he answered questions. And it makes per after watching six episodes, it makes perfect sense what he's saying because I he said, um, and it's so funny how this happens. Um, they had been trying to get the Andor show off the ground for a while up until they found him to do it. And that's kind of why we had that weird purgatory waiting for any news on Andor. We're like, hey, is it is this happening still or is it not? Because they were trying to figure out if they if they still wanted to do it, who they were going to find. And so they're asking Tony Gilroy because it's Cassie and Andor and he would know the most about that character. And they're like, they're like, Hey, Kathleen is like, Hey, like we need your input on this pilot that we just drew up. What do you think? And Tony was like, yeah, I had no interest in it at the time. He said, Mm -hmm. but I got the, the draft from Kathy. And he said, I spent like the next two straight days, like adjusting it and doing all this stuff. And he was like, you can do this. You cannot. If you tell this story, Kathleen, you can't do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. You cannot leave this out, blah, 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 blah. And he said before he knew it, he was like, damn, I pretty much wrote the damn pilot. And she was like, do you want to do it? And he was like, yeah, fine, I guess. I guess so. But it was so cool. How, like, If you listen to his thought process, all of everything he was saying, you could see in the first six episodes. You're like, oh, I see exactly why he was adamant on you need to tell Cassian's story the right way. You need to incorporate these real-world parallels in order to hammer home what it was like for for him on his home world, him getting taken away, the heist, like all this other stuff you need to, it needs to make sense. And you're like, damn, man, like this dude really, really knew what he was talking about when he was telling Kathleen this stuff. And I give him props for that. It was a very eye-opening interview. And that's what we, I mean, that's what we need here in, in Star Wars, because, you know, when um, John Favreau, you know, had his pitch for, for the Mandalorian, like he had a vision. He's, he's an, mm-hmm. an artist and he's, you know, birthing art. These, these shows, these films, whatever are art. And you, you can't really hire this person to try and do art like that person will yeah. and expect it to still have the same amount of heart in it. Yeah. Um, and so like getting these people who have these specific visions and being able to tell these wildly different stories, you know, Cassian's story, it, all of it is connected. His background is being in an immigrant that was kind of taken, like he doesn't have a home and not having a home adjusts how he looks at every single thing in the world. Um, and then you're 
also wrapping wrapping in these like imperialist themes i mean the way that the imperials talked about these 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 natives these people going for uh talking about how they were basically calling them dumb and say they you know they smell bad and all this stuff yeah. was like was heart-wrenching but like that stuff happens yeah. it, it happened and it still happens and um yet they they still want to be there and benefit from from the eye and and, and take all all of their stuff in um I know that the deeper themes of this show while showing the action, while giving us a story, I just think are in, incredible. And I think of like the movie Solo. Solo could have been, which I love Solo. <laughs> don't yeah. don't get me wrong. This does not be smirching, you know, Solo's name. Sure, yeah. I'm probably with but, you on this, what, what you're about to say. <laughs> it was it was so fast paced. It was hit, right. hit, hit, swashbuckling. Um, the heist on the train is akin to like what we saw in this episode, but we never yeah. got to spend time with this crew to figure out what their history is, what their right. motivations are. Right. Um, and then, and then, you know, they, most of them died. It failed. Yeah. All the stuff was just an action sequence to get us from point A to point B. What was happening on the screen wasn't the story. It was a vehicle to get to the story. Yeah. Right. We're getting the story. A literal vehicle, a train. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that that's the difference. Like, as much as I loved uh Val, that was her name in uh mm -hmm. in Solo, right? Sandy Newton, yeah. Yeah, I I didn't care that she sacrificed herself. I wanted to, but I I just didn't get to know her enough. Whereas everything that happens to every character in this episode, you it hits hard. And and that's because they're able to spend that kind of time. So you know, I think somebody was uh, saying online, you know, if they do make Solo 2 happen, it needs to be a series. And yeah, I think imagine yeah. imagine building the relationship. I, I, that, that's one of the failures of Solo. Again, fun movie. I, I, It's one of those movies that if it's on, it's so easy to just sit down, munch some popcorn and watch it. Right. Just have fun with it. Um, but imagine, we, we saw when Chewie and Han met, but we didn't see how they became so committed to each other right and we didn't see all these sort of subtleties that we're seeing now where now when i watch rogue one again which i haven't yet but i'm sure i will as i think about rogue one everything that cassian said has a completely much a much more deeper meaning and understanding and you realize yeah. that what he went through to get there and you also realize what he saw along the way and that's and we're again, we're six episodes into what will be 24 before we get to Rogue One. Yeah. yeah. You see, you see, like, like when Jen is justifiably pissed off at Cassian and the rebellion yep. for the death of her father, not taking anything about that away from her. She is actively and rightfully upset. Yep. But when she says, like, like, you might as well be a stormtrooper, you can really understand, like, oh, he he doesn't like yep. that. Like, don't you? ever <laughs> compare me to those motherfuckers like i have been doing this yeah like i have been doing this since i was a literal child yep. do not dare tell me that i'm just like the people that i've spent my literally my entire life fighting against and when he goes like suddenly the rebellion is real for you i've been in this fight since i was sick yep. it's like he's not just talking about the rebellion he's talking about all this shit like that sorry can i curse on here i forgot uh, I, you, I you 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 can we just 
none of the demonetized. No, no, you no. know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, for, yeah, for sure. Let's yeah, yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, yeah. For goodness sake, man. Sure. Yeah, like, yeah, you gotta get your coins. <laughs> my bad. My bad. No, um, but no, like, like I love like like looking back at that scene because I was watching it on YouTube, like just that scene. And when he goes, when he g- gets pissed off back at her, I had just seen episode five. And so I was like, oh, all of this makes so much more sense. Him being pissed off like that. Like it made sense before because they, they explain why he's upset about it in the movie. But like, it really makes sense when you have five episodes of a show based around them. You're like, holy shit. Like, I totally understand why you took like deep offense to something like yeah. that. And so. I really enjoy that. I love you know, it. And you saying that makes me think about how, you know, Cassian not killing Galen is such a big thing. Huge. We didn't, yeah, we didn't, yeah, we didn't fully get that in just that film, but after watching all of this and how he does have this moral compass, but he has no compulsion about taking down people that don't, it, yep. it hits, makes it, you know, hit a lot different. And fun fact, I was actually a hater of Rogue One, um, it was it was my least favorite Star Wars film until. Damn, I don't remember this. This oh, this is this is early Chaco. Uh, it was my least. This is lore, right? It was here. my least Holy favorite hell. until I started the High Ground podcast, and I had Larissa on and uh, and Flodux on for that episode, and they helped me see a lot of things that I missed. So I, I always appreciate that. Hmm. You guys kind of did that for. Uh last jedi with me because I, I had no time for it two years ago and, <laughs> yeah. and when you, when i heard when i when i talked with you guys and listened to you guys and you guys talked about your favorite scenes i was like okay i get it i get why and then i watched it again and i was like oh so that's what he's seeing okay all right i i get it, it, it it's very yeah we, that's yeah. on storefront <laughs> no, but that could be an entire year's worth of content. But, but that's why I love, you know, doing this and kind of like hanging out and getting all these different points of views. Because then when I watch it the next time, I'm different. You know what I mean? Having having someone who is like adopted explain to me why Ray Skywalker meant so much to them, and then rewatching that mm-hmm. scene, it like like it like it hits. You know? Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, I always I always appreciate that. Um, yeah. But uh, okay, how how do we feel about um, the crew, um, our our heist crew? Does who's who is your favorite uh, favorite people in it, and who were you shocked to see? They they better not. I so from the beginning, I was always kind of sus about uh, what's his name, Skeen, Skeen, Skeen. Skeeve, yeah. Skeen. What a yeah, like Skeen. <laughs> Whoa. I I always thought I was like I was like there's I I said there's two things going on. I said I don't think he's like a double agent for the empire. I don't think he's like some secret agent for the empire. I said I think he's a little too rough around the edges for something like that, which I guess is what a double agent would want me to think. Um but I also I was like I also could see him still doing some wildly out of pocket stuff. Maybe not even like uh, being against the Rebel Alliance, but he might do something that tries to nuke this mission. Uh, I did not get the sense that he was like straight up like, "Yo, let's get this ship and get out of here." I w- that that surprised me. I was like, "Oh," because when we made it to the end, I was like, "Okay, well, this is what I was like." This was the other option 
in my head. I was like, he's either like a legit dude that is rough around the edges, and that's why he butts heads with Cassian because him and Cassian truly are a lot alike in terms of that. Or he's like a double, like like a guy who ruins it halfway through the mission and gets everybody killed or whatever. When he goes like, hey, look, the keys are in the ignition. Let's get out of here. And Cassian's like, I was the same way. I was half awake getting ready for work. And I was like, I- I'm sorry, what did you just say? <laughs> and, and what surprised me even more was how quick Cassian popped his ass. I was like, oh, shit. Because I thought it was going to be like, a oh, like they fight and then it's a melodramatic thing. And then Cassian was like, oh, so you trying to you trying to trying to take the show? I was like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. And he was just like, I'm taking my money and I'm out. I was like, yeah, that that Cassian don't roll like that, man. He has a he doesn't want to do the rebellion thing, which you know you kind of get. But like, he also, when a dude, you just risk your life, and a guy who's in there dying, risked his life, and a dude is like, yo, let's just get the stuff and go. It's like, did none of this mean anything to you? Oh, okay, all right, cool, yeah. I want right. to know who so, were, yeah, that was that was who wild, referred him man. for the job. Like, you don't just become that kind of a guy. Yeah. like in that moment. <laughs> Who yeah, because he, he made up the story about his brother, yeah. and I was just like, because he was like, I made it up. I was like, he's at least gonna say that that part was true, right? No, I don't have a brother. I was like, like damn, dude, like, golly, well, are you no real? Like, <laughs> they were worried about Cassian. I don't know, right? Like, I thought you had a good vetting system. Honda you're out here him. antagonizing. Ah, you're, out here, right. you're out here, right? You're out here, you're out here antagonizing Cassian, where the guy that you really should have been worried about was the guy who allegedly was here the whole time. It's like, damn, bro, you guys need to work. Yeah, well, just like uh, Isaac here puts it, if he looks like a dick and acts like a dick, he's probably a dick. He's probably a dick, (laughs) yeah. Well, you know, is your name even Well, in addition to that, I was watching it a second time this afternoon, and when he tells him that when he tells Cassian that Tamron used to be a stormtrooper, I don't even know if I believe that. If I feel like he was trying to plant trying to plant doubt in in cassian's head for everything just like yeah. you know what does that get him and, and and how does he keep people sort of off balance because i mean he said it very much like like reva he said oh they didn't tell you oh well yeah he was a stormtrooper yeah. just like and we know nothing about any of these characters at all which is why i think i liked vel the most because she mm-hmm. seemed the most real like of all of us in that situation i think we all want to be Cassian we all think you know it's like when we watch Star Wars we all want to be Luke Skywalker or Han Solo but the reality is it put all of us take us out of our regular worlds and put us in there when Vel was like having those last second oh my gosh is this something we should be doing um or is this going to work or what are we risking here she took that that moment on the bridge where she was not quite there yet I felt like that was that was among some of the most real character development I've seen she was just very much or character portrayal. She was, she was, you know, you come to that moment when you got to pull the trigger. How do you do it? And she's the opposite yeah. in a way of Andor, who <laughs> who yeah. shoot a guy just because he doesn't like him uh, or doesn't yeah. trust him. He was like, I don't like the way you yeah. look at me. Yeah, uh, I don't like it either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, like, dude, like, I see why Andor was like a top operative in the Rebel Alliance. Like, dude would have been a very valuable officer after the death stars explode if he had survived that like jen would have been great too but like looking at cassie and just the raw cassian that we see now the the non-refined like rebel officer cassian 
dude dude was like the terminator <laughs> like with some stuff like he's like hey if you need me to get that if you need me to get those documents for you I will get those documents for you and I will kill my own squad right. to get those documents <laughs> for you. If I need to, it's like, God damn, man. Like, and we should have known he was about that life. Cause he killed the dude who broke his leg or so. He's like, Oh word. All right, man. I'll let me give you a hug. Bop, bop, yep. bop. <laughs> I was like, damn, he, uh, I have uh, sent uh, the real MVP. What a woman. Um, they better not. Right. I, I'm, I'm just saying that Andor has done Brown women. Well, um, just in, 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 in general, but when when Cinta like comes skate, flying out of the roof and like shooting people, I was like, just just absolute badass energy. And it, watching Vel uh, have that moment where she's not sure, and Cinta's yeah. like, "We're doing this. Like we we got this." So like, yeah, M- MVP there. What were we also got to give? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say what? Uh, what were you gonna say, Pete? No, I was I was. I was just thinking that, you know, I'm really hopeful that they deliver on, and I believe they will because this show is so paced so well and everything is very deliberate. Every single word has a meaning. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm hopeful that they close the loop on Vel and Cinta. I want to see, I, I want to see Vel go back to Cinta in the last episode and, and sort of, you know, rekindle that connection. I think that's really important. I think we're going to see, Cassie and pick up his story looking for his sister and things like that because I don't feel like they put they don't dangle anything and not deliver mm-hmm. on it so um yeah Cinta was I was gonna say she was underused but in a way she was kind of used absolutely perfectly because she she gave Vel someone to care for she gave some realist realism and grit to what was going on she was sort of the steel of that entire mission she kept it on track um but she was used in a minimalist way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Left, left behind. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Chaco. Yep. Yeah. Oh, no, no. You interrupt me. That's, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm okay. Do you think she, uh, she, she killed the family? Cause like, I mean, they took a, a whole, a family hostage, held a gun to a child. Um, that's, that's pretty heavy. You know, I, I think, I think it is a way they could, if they really, really, really wanted to hammer home the reality of a rebellion, they could go that route. Like you find out later that they ended up pulling the trigger on them both. Um, My gut tells me, and this isn't even necessarily saying like it's a Disney thing. I don't think it's, they've been willing to do a lot of stuff in this show that I was not expecting them to be willing to do. But um. But I do think that they might be like, look, they get the idea how brutal it is out here. We don't need to. We can just they can even just keep it ambiguous. Like they don't have to say like, oh, they survived. Don't worry. You know how like I always notice in like the uh, like animated TV shows where like the attack jets and stuff always (laughs) shoot at like the big cartoon villain. And every time the jet explodes, you have to show the guy parachuting Mm -hmm. out of the the plane. Like you don't have to say like. Like you, yeah, yeah, you no have rule. to show that the yep. guy survived. Yeah, like I, I hate it so much. It was so annoying. I was like, oh, let me guess. He jumps out of the plane. All of them got out just in time. Yeah, sure. Um, but like, I think I hope it's not like a situation like that because that's what it's gonna feel like if they're like, oh, and they survived. It's like no, like realistically, they shouldn't care. Like these guys shouldn't really care in the grand scheme of their rebellion. Um, but it would be pretty interesting if they went that route because that's absolutely 
a situation that you'd run into in a in, in a in a in a uh, conflict like that. Um, you've seen it happen in history. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, how, how about you guys, uh, Larissa, Pete? Go ahead, oh, Larissa. Go ahead, I feel like oh, I've talked oh, too sorry. much. Go ahead. <laughs> um, sorry. What was the exact question? I was so caught up in Josh's oh. answer. <laughs> oh my no, God, just man. I'm I'm bad just, at that. Uh, <laughs> well, when it comes to to, to Senta, right? She, she stayed behind. Uh, she she kind of looked like she was going to try and join in with the crowd to, to get away. But what do you think happened with the oh, if she and killed them or not? She was holding. I mean, we see her change. And also, what do you uniform. think the reprisal will be? Yeah, we see her change into that uniform at the end, um, which means that she left the room at some point, right? Yeah, she got a uniform so, somewhere, right? But the family would recognize her. So, man, that's tough. If she was a bigger character and they brought it and 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 you see her again way more often and and she never brought it up, I'd be a little suspicious. I'd be like, "What did you do with that family?" Like like if we see her more and more often as the as the episodes go on and like we keep bringing up the heist, the heist, the heist. I feel like at some point somebody's going to be like, "Hey, what'd you do with that family, by the way?" Because we haven't spoken at all about them. Are they cool? Like, and she's like, "Oh no, I killed yeah. them." Like, oh. oh, okay, all right, cool. Yeah, Screen said right. it straight up said she was the toughest one there, and yeah. from what we saw, he, he wasn't lying. Uh, what do you think, Pete? I I, yeah. I think of all the characters who would have pulled the trigger if needed, her and Skeen are the two that would have done it. Um, I, I don't know. I don't think she did because I feel like there's there's some sort of connection to yeah. the the people of the planet. Um, so I I don't I like to believe she didn't. Um, but again, she did show that whatever we got to do, we'll do it. So which is which yeah. puts this entire crew kind of in that really interesting. I was gonna say gray area, but that word's been so overused. This past five or six weeks but i can't use gray or gritty anymore right those those words are (laughs) off limits um but uh unless you're trying to get clicks then you got to put that on there um but the um i think the I, i think what's interesting is they are they're all kind of on the borderline of partisans which is a whole other story which i think we're going to get into in the next arc that's my guess um but i think you know they they all i don't think I don't think Nemec would have been able to pull the trigger. I just feel like he he didn't have that in him. Um, I, I actually feel like of all of them, I feel like for some reason Gorn was probably one of the kinder people there. I mean, mm-hmm. he went through so much. He lost his 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 wife or girlfriend and and lost a promotion and went through so much. Um, so I think he has a bigger heart. But um, yeah, I don't I don't think she killed. I think she probably found a way to. She might have killed the Imperials that were with them. Um, took their uniform and got out, but I don't think she killed the kid and the wife. That's my, I'm going to, that's in my head. That's how I will live with it and sleep. Okay. With it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about, uh, <clears throat> I mean, two, two, two things like the, the true goat of the episode was Nimic. Hmm. Um, hmm. Dude was like manually navigating uh, stuff. Well, and not, yeah, not in the best of shape. Um, <laughs> They had to get him high, essentially, to, to yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. go down some mil- milk of milk of the poppy there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <seriously>. <laughs> um, he, 
don't know, he was such a, a complex and, and cool character. I mean, I, I think a lot of us, a lot of us called it, you know, I, I was saying, you know, I hope he didn't buy any yeah. green bananas. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> he has this, this unfinished manifesto. I'm just curious what, what you guys think of, of, um, of him, the manifesto, where we're going to go with all this. And also a uh, real, real quick, um, one of the things we kind of touched on earlier, we get so much detail on all of these characters that in typical films where they don't give us any detail, you always know who's going to die. Cause you're like, you know, cause we don't get any detail on anyone. And then we don't know. The and guy. then one guy's yeah. like, I'm retiring today. And you're like, okay, well, he's, <laughs> he's going to die. <laughs> he's, he's done. Yeah. He's done. Bye-bye. Uh, <laughs> but we get so much on everyone that, it's anyone's ball game and that's why this feels high republic like for yeah. me if you read the high republic they they play for keeps um but yeah what did you think of just the, the character of of nemec and what do you think andor is going to potentially do with that that manifesto well when andor told him you'll sleep when this is done i was like oh that's a game of thrones type of line man he's he's gonna sleep and it's not in the good restful yeah. way. So, um, but uh, like you said, a lot of us knew he, or guessed he probably wasn't, wasn't going to make it. I would love to see. And I, I posted something with this today is I would love to see the manifesto be called rebellions are built on hope and uh, have it yeah. so that that line means a little bit more in rogue one. Um, I think that would be very, a very yeah. cool connection, but I do think that the manifesto and again, I caught a whole lot of flack last week on Twitter, so I don't want to go into it too much. But the word manifesto, unfortunately, has taken on a very negative meaning in in the media that we live with today, right? Lone gunmen, that sort of thing. So the word struck people a little strange. So what I'm hoping is that in this case, it sort of resurrects what a manifesto can mean, which is really sort of a uh, a vision for change. And And if that's what inspires Cassian to become the you know the fulcrum for the rebellion then that then that's a positive thing and and in that regard the nemec didn't die for no reason right if he if he can inspire the guy who joins the rebellion who in turn eventually helps get the death star plans to stop the the empire in their tracks at that moment it was it was worth it right so uh, I yeah, so I, like I said, the Manifest would be like a founding document, like the, the Articles of Rebellion, if you will. Um, the thing I want more than anything is for the Manifesto to fall in the hands of Bodhi Rook. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And, and oh, that's what changes man. Bodhi. I like that. I'd love to see more that, Bodhi. That's awesome. Yeah. I love but that. But yeah, uh, how, about, how about you, Larissa? Oh, uh I think my favorite part of the series so far this week's episode where Nemec is explaining his vision, like his manifesto to Cassian. Um, it was just like such a cool perspective. I'm sure um, we've all talked about what happened last week, but just his vision for this rebellion at level is something we haven't heard yet, real Star Wars uh, from like a nobody. And so just the visionary approach, um, you can kind of see the wheels start turning in Cassian and uh, I'm just, I'm just curious to see if Cassian reads it and at what point he reads it, and 
I'm, I'm sure it won't be immediately. Like the payoff won't be for a while. Like, oh yeah, I have this book with me. Like it won't be next week, right? He's going to like maybe th have to think about it and pick it up later. And maybe that's when he decides to commit to the rebellion because he's still just a work for hire at this point. I don't, he's not completely bought in. I, I don't think compared to the casting that he is in Rogue One where it's about the mission and the, the cause of the rebellion. So that is my prediction. It won't come out immediately, but maybe towards the end of the like this 12th episode series. Yep. Yeah. I would love to see that. Uh, how about you, Josh? Uh, I think he is, and this is a little bit of a, <laughs> um, so I am a very, I am a very left-leaning person regarding, um, what do you, how do I even say this? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I am a very, regarding Jesus, Jesus Christ. Man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Going. In the what beginning, happened? God <laughs> created, or no, I, I am, a, I am a very, um, I, I, be, I believe in a lot of, uh, the ideals of like, uh, you know, like democratic socialism and stuff like that. A lot of you who follow me on Twitter probably know that. Um, I'm I'm rather I'm rather on that side of the aisle, uh, passionately so. So when I see somebody like Nemec, I, I I look at him and I say like the ideals that he believes in um, are truly ideal. I think he is probably the greatest example of somebody who probably exists in our own world, whether that be in America or across the pond or somewhere um, that spent his entire, spent their entire life um, seeing what happens um, when governments or, or, or bad, bad parts, the worst parts of a government um, taking advantage of people and stuff like that. And he eventually develops, you know, these core beliefs and it's almost like the, the good ending to somebody becoming like, I don't want to say, would radicalize be the right word for something like that? I mean, See, yeah, this is like, well, this, so, is, this is like one of those situations. So I, so, Josh, you know that's what, what got me in trouble last week. <laughs> this concept of. I was about to say, Pete, were, Pete, were you the one that. <laughs> I don't know if you saw me look. I was like, wait. Tweets got you in trouble. Oh, fuck. I was like, it's wait, that guy. You know, I, oh, I, no. I am not. Look, man. So this if, if, anything, if anything, if I said anything. <laughs> See, sometimes you have to meet the people that you go after on Twitter. Chaco, you fucking set me up, bro. What the no, fuck? No, no, no. Bro, there goes the monetization. Sorry, Chaco. Jeez. Oh, sorry. Jerry. Oh, wait, Jerry. Wait. Uh, <laughs> but, Josh, hang, hang on one second, Josh. I actually. Sure, I, sure, sure. <laughs> I, I've had some a lot of conversations with a lot of people after posting that because in my mind, it didn't mean mm -hmm. how it affected people. And so this is great because I sure. love I love hearing what it means, because as you just said, it I, I said the key phrase in my tweet was that he may be going down that route. Mm -hmm. Right. He could be more dangerous as an individual in that position. OK, that said. I know people didn't take it that way and actually had some great conversations, like I said, with some people. So I get it now, but I think you're in an interest. You're making some interesting points because this is where, where do you cross the line into what saw did? What do you go even further? And, and at that point, what are you a part of? And so it's really, mm -hmm. it's, it's a, it's so complex and that's what makes it so great. 
I, and, I and would I fully like to believe that this is exactly what this whole series is exploring. Sure. So we we get this this first heist where we're watching these people. Uh, I don't know, um, break bad for, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're we're seeing okay, these guys can can go dark. We're seeing how that affects different people, right? It obviously affected each individual person of that group. Uh, and that's the other thing I love is it is it stops looking at groups and looks at individuals yeah. and how each individual yeah. affects the whole. Um, but yeah, we're, we're so we're, so we're seeing that, and I think the next thing we're gonna get is Saw coming in there and seeing how far is too far. Where, well, where's well, the line? Where's the floor? Well, that's what makes this so great because I, I think I said this on. Um... I don't know, it might have been my show last week, I don't recall, it doesn't matter. But in 1977, the world was different. All you needed to know was that the Empire was bad and the Rebels were good. That's all we needed to know. The right. world looked at things differently. It was a very different political time. And now we recognize that, you know, if you go back in time, if you, when I was a kid, I like I said before, I saw Star Wars in 1977, I was seven years old. But when we taught the American Revolution, it was we were patriots. We were the good guys. We we were clever and creative. If you look at what the American Revolution was, <laughs> it was a yeah. terrorist organization that yeah. rebelled and did did things that by today's standards done against us, we would look at it very differently. Right. So and that's yeah. what's so interesting and why this is so great, because and what Rogue One started is to do good sometimes you have to do bad to get there and what how do you manage that and and it makes for great character studies sure and and i gotta say like uh it is imp- as somebody and i should know better because as somebody who has constantly four or five times in the last three or four months <laughs> gotten my points misconstrued and and there's not a lot of nuance on twitter right uh uh, I, I I would like to apologize. I'd like Dude, to don't. apologize because my God, man, I, I I you know I put a, I said that Ahsoka was used a lot and might have been kind of overused, and I had DMs. Oh, like, I'm sure you get destroyed. Oh, I'm, I'm surprised I didn't get docs. Uh, I, I like it's it's one of those situations where like on Twitter there are certain things that 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 it takes a face to face conversation to have. A productive conversation about and i'm sure that if if everybody including me had a one-on-one conversation about it it would have gone a very very different way but you know it's because it, when you explained it like this yeah i was like oh fuck it, it, yeah it, yeah that makes perfect sense. <laughs> but, but again talk it, about all of these things too but like just in uh sorry to interrupt you pete uh just in no, like no, you're uh, comments oh, and me. that kind of thing <laughs> that just happened to me we're trying to you know talk about slavery in the empire and how do you have that conversation with someone mm-hmm. in TikTok comments? Like I said, it's right, a good dis- right. it's a good yeah. discussion to have. And they were like, "Wait, you support slavery in the empire?" And I was like, "Wait, yeah. no, no, I, I'm yeah. not good as an important yeah. like it's an important discussion. <laughs> like something as simple as that sure. can be taken out of context." And it, it's just right. it's yeah. this is a much better forum to talk about these what, harder which is issues. What makes this show it makes this show so hard to talk about on Twitter because you only have this short area, and let's face it, you you're not going to read. 15 strung together tweets it just doesn't like a whole tapestry of bullshit nobody wants to read that but if you're so it's hard to get that point across but look it is what it is and i think it's it's good because it 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 forced me to have conversations with people and understand things differently look i'm a i was i was called um a a middle-aged white guy a number of times 
I am. So this was the perspective that I, I brought to it. And, and what I got back was so important and so powerful. And, um, it, you know, look, it was a, it was a, a fun couple of days uh, of trying to ignore my Twitter feed. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but again, that's what this show yeah. is doing. I mean, the fact that we're having these conversations and the fact that, you know, it's like The Last Jedi. It still is talked about five years later. People love it. People hate it. People blame Ryan Johnson for killing Star Wars. People love what it did for Star Wars. That means it worked. That means that it's still alive. It's still having conversation. This show, when it ends, there will be conversation for years. We still talk about Rogue One, not just because of the cool Vader scene at the end, um, and not just because it was great action and an awesome space battle, but because it showed us something that we never saw before in Star Wars and forced us to think. And this one's this show is taking it to that next level deeper. And it's mm. they're not easy conversations. And that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've ha you handled it beautifully and and you were incredibly graceful about the entire thing. Because well, my you. God, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As you. someone that's also been part of uh situations like that, it's really easy to want to just uh be like, screw this and just burn the whole bridge down. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I almost I almost like deactivated my Twitter with the with the Ahsoka. No, <laughs> what did it was the Rogue One thing. This was like a super benign comment I made. I said I didn't get the vibe personally that Jen and Cassian were romantically into each other. Mm -hmm. That's something that I, I I know for a fact that I'm not the only one that feels that way. I also know that it's not necessarily the most popular opinion on that. Because a lot of people see them gazing at each other in the elevator. Like, it's almost like a what could have been type situation. Like, yeah, they don't have time to kiss, but they do have time to, like, look at each other and be like, oh, that would have been nice. I personally didn't see that fighting for my life for, like, the next week. <laughs> I had to mute the, I had to mute that in tweet. It was doing good numbers, and I got a lot of followers out of it. But I was like, <laughs> I was like, nah, man, because, like, then people got the wrong idea. And then, like, people thought that, like, Oh yeah, dude, like I'm with you, bro. Like, you know, the usual suspects come in and go, I'm with you, bro. Like these woke like no 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 that's not what i oh, no yeah. no that's not what i was going for bro i was just saying i didn't get it, the vibe it's funny i lost i lost a, a number of followers over this and i gained some followers and when i looked at the people who started following me i think when they went to my account and didn't see all lives matter and thin blue line i think they were disappointed because <laughs> that's like, not, that's not me at all <laughs> right and, oh it's so funny because i go on rants about the fandom menace and i i i despise that whole clickbait side of the world and i won't oh, even say their sure. names on your show chaco but um it's so funny that i was like kind of placed with them because of uh, uh a short little tweet but anyway so it, but again the objective or, or the opportunity that comes from this is this show is is hitting us in ways that i love mando i love book of boba fett i love bad match but those shows don't hit you like this one does mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. absolutely and and one sentiment i absolutely hate hate was like <laughs> this is why we need to have john and dave do everything and I'm like no they're, nope. they're, they're oh. yeah that's one that i push they're making on. so many shows right yeah. now is that not enough yeah <laughs> yeah let's let's, let's let's keep let's keep the variety going in here you know um yeah so so that's a whole a whole thing as well um but is it just me or is was this episode one of the most beautiful things we've ever seen in Star Wars? Um just just bar bar none. 
does does everyone have a, a favorite scene or something that like that like hits you because of just like how, how it was framed and all that stuff? Yeah, I, have one. Uh, I got, you got I got I got kind of misty eyed. Um, and it, I don't know if it was intended, but but it feels like it was because that's how well it was shot. It's when the eye is actually happening. Um, and mm -hmm. everybody's like outside looking. I absolutely adored the part and maybe it was because it was early in the morning and your emotions are all over the place when you're still <laughs> tired it happens but i absolutely adored the scene when they're watching and the lady's crying looking at it and then you just pan out and you see a bunch of imperial soldiers in that crowd and they're looking at it too and this is like the 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 eye rolly uh, english teacher moment where you analyze the hell out of it because i tweeted out i talked about it on twitter but um i was saying that I said one of the most beautiful things about the scene is that like like people like the indigenous people of Aldani are watching it and the imperial soldiers are in the crowd watching it too like they're just standing together looking at this beautiful phenomenon and I said I feel like it's kind of a metaphor for uh how the empire like takes color and 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 like vibrancy mm. out of the galaxy um and takes it from not only their citizens, but the people in their own armies and ranks and soldiers and stuff. And it's almost like they're all seeing the possibility of what it's like in a galaxy that has its shit figured out. Like, mm -hmm. and it's, it's so cool. Cause they're both like, absolutely. Both of them are absolutely amazed by what they're seeing. And I thought it was so beautiful just watching like people who normally are like this all the time for one brief moment they're like checking out this gorgeous phenomenon that happens once every once in a while and i don't know it was like a very very small scene but i rewinded it a few times and i was like this is nice like th this is like a really good subtle like reference to that and i and i really I, best episode i don't know if i like it more than three three is really really good for me I adore three, um, but six is very much up there. It might be my favorite, but by the time it's all said and done. Hmm. No, I like that a lot. How about you, Larissa? I liked uh, the way that Mothma and uh, Lucen, that's his name, right? Lucen. I'm still learning everyone's names. Yep. Uh, that they yep. heard about it. It wasn't like they got radio transmission. They heard about it through, uh, like, through the news, through other people, like the way that you hear about things if you're not on your phone 24-7. It's like you hear about other people finding out about it for the first time. When that guy said Aldani, he was like, wait, does he know that I'm in on this? Like, He didn't know where he was going yeah. when the guy in his shop, when the guy mentioned that something big happened on Aldani, then he knows, like, oh, wait, it worked. And I thought yeah, that was a really cool way to do it. It wasn't casting calling him being like, hey, I, I got the ship, we're done. It was... And then uh, yeah. Mon Mothma looking around and seeing people like start to mutter amongst themselves and then leave because something big, big has happened. Like yeah. that's how and let's be, these heroes of the rebellion find out that they're playing with. It yeah, was, it was face Twitter. Yeah. And let's be <laughs> <laughs> let's be real too. Like the Imperial Senate's so neutered by this point that anything she was saying they weren't listening to anyway. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. like people were like, oh it interrupted her speech. I was like, they didn't give a fuck about that speech. Right. <laughs> Nobody, they can't do anything. She's like, we should give funding to yeah, it's gonna go to Emperor Palpatine's desk. Oh, so this isn't getting done. Gotcha. Right. Cool. <laughs> like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I think the show it's interesting you were saying what you were, Josh, because I was 
the when he's flying through the eye, the and it's the first time I saw Rogue One, the show the there were pieces of it that gave me Star Trek vibes. And I'm not a big Star Trek fan, so I was like, eh. Um but things like the titles of the planets and things like that, which of course now I love, I think it's cool. But mm. to your point, when he's flying through the eye, that's that was a very Star Trek like look. Very it colorful, like, yeah. literally <laughs> rainbow and which you know, that's very Star Trekky. That said, your it it amplifies your point brilliantly because of the fact that yeah that was a moment of hope a moment of completely what the galaxy could be which is what star trek is all about it's you know mm-hmm. the idealized you know humans colonize the the galaxy and what happens and it's all good and, and things come from a good place um so i thought that was beautiful i was when it comes to specific shots there were two shots that struck stuck with me the first one was there was one scene where they're standing in one of the hallways of the uh, or one of the archways of of the base and they look up and the first comet comes through. It was just, just brilliantly shot. It like, it just felt great. And the other, gorgeous. my favorite shot though, the whole thing was when they show the tie fighter against the glowing background of the sky and the pilot comes down the ladder and jumps into the tie fighter as a tie fighter fan. Since I was seven <laughs> years old to see the pilot get in set up his controls and just uh, it was that was a moment we've never seen really before and it was so cool as a 1977 ot fan to see a, a pilot a stormtrooper or a, uh, an imperial pilot jump in his fighter and prepare it was just oh it was, it, like it brought me back to being a kid again it was so mm-hmm. so cool yeah that's absolutely mine <gasps> i uh uh, if, if you come back to it later, that's the new thumbnail that I had to create <laughs> as soon as the episode ended. I was like, yeah, we 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 were doing this. Um, uh, same same thing. And also, I, I don't know, Pete, if you've read the Alphabet Squadron books, but like, uh, I, I recommend if you're you're a pilot guy. I have not. I have one. to do that. I have to absolutely do that. Yep. Alphabet Squadron's good. Yep. Very good. The, the final, the third book of that is one of my favorite all-time Star Wars books. It, really? It, it slaps, man. Um, All right. Now I'm going to have to read them. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Like, I have time for that, child. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So we are we are running out of time. Um, but what I, I, I want to do is, um, you know, everyone who's, who's still hanging out in, in chat, if you have any, any moments or, or thoughts you, you want to um, pop in there to share, that would be amazing. Um, but for, you know, the, the rest of us here, I'll have us, we'll go around one more time. Let us know where we can find you and, and your amazing content. And um, if you have any any closing thoughts, Anything to plug? Any I don't know websites and, and stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, feel feel free to do it um, now, and I will. Uh, I'll start with uh, Larissa. Awesome, uh, Brandon Chaco. Thank you so much for having me on again, uh, Pete and Josh. You guys are amazing. Listening to your analysis, it was just uh, I just felt lucky to be here. So thank you all for having me on. Um, you were great too. Oh, oh my god! I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think I've learned to knock in on Star Wars Twitter because uh, I'm not on it yet. Oh, but okay. I think that's what my takeaway. But no. Um, <laughs> listen, <I'm>... stay away. <laughs> no, 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 Don't no. even. Yeah, I don't even. <laughs> I think if it. Dolores, if Dolores had a Twitter account, it would be incredible. Oh, oh Chaka, yes. that's a good idea. 
That's there actually is like an old Imperial Human Resources Twitter from like 2013, and they didn't tweet that much. But somebody had the idea back in the day, early Twitter. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, yeah, my, uh, I'm Sunflower Stardust on, um, not Twitter, but on uh, <laughs> TikTok, uh, YouTube, and uh, Instagram. And if you don't follow me, I just do silly skits, and I'm going to be exploring some of the HR violations that are occurring <laughs> in uh, the Andor episodes. So that is what's coming up for me content-wise and how Dolores handles that. Um, and I just love the show, and I can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah. I, 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 so I love to hold Dolores. As soon as I, I read from a certain point of view the first one, like we we get a whole story on how the reason they didn't fire on the, on yes. the thing is because it's because of like litigation and like your percentages would be down if you shot at things and you weren't <laughs> killing anyone. Yes, and it was like that is oddly believable uh, coming from like a corporate world and in like finances. Uh, like it is, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Anyways, thank you so much for for coming on. Um, but again, we'll we'll. All, you always have a seat open. Thank um, you, Brandon. How about you, Josh? Uh, well, thank you for having me, Chaco. We should do this more often. This was a lot of fun. Pete, it was a pleasure formally meeting you. Same and here, apologies man. again oh, for please. for any misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chaco, did you oh, do that on purpose? Good, did you invite them both on purpose? I had no I idea. I feel like you did. No, I, 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 I did not. You kind of just sat. You kind of just sat there as I slowly realized. I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, I said, I said, I said, I said, maybe I didn't say. Oh no, I kind of. No, no, I did. No, I now now to be clear, I don't think I called Nate. I didn't uh, do any of that. I just I vehemently dis. I vehemently disagreed. Which is fine. Totally fine. Which. I didn't call any name. Okay, just make it sure. Because I dunk on like I dunk on bigots. I just everybody else is cool. Like if I hard disagree, I just hard I, disagree. I have I anyway. Have, yeah. So so just just real. It, it wasn't intentional. I go by by vibes, and, and I thought this would uh, you know we, we would all, we would all. Uh, I think it was. So, I, yeah. I I feel like we did, man. This was great. This is awesome. I loved it. Uh, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, anyway, um, anyway, um, <laughs> Jesus, you guys can find me on Twitter um, uh, at Mesa Windu. It's pretty much like all the major uh, social media apps all have pretty much the same one, with the exception of Instagram, which is Mesa Windu underscore official. Um, that's where I put most of my like actual content out. Um, you can also find me on YouTube at Mesa Windu. Um, I'm trying to get more into the YouTube game, maybe do a podcast. I have some plans in the future that we'll, I'll I got to talk to some people about, but, um, uh, the big thing, um, and I'm still in the early process of working on it. I just bought a domain. Um, I'm working on a star Wars, uh, news, uh, website. Um, it's very, very early stages. Um, awesome. I was going to, it's like an, it's like an opinion, Piece type article. Um, uh, think Breitbart, but the good ending. Um, uh, <laughs> um, um, uh, but but no, nah, it's just like a lot of news about upcoming Star Wars content, comic books. Um, maybe as it grows, I can actually get people to help me out with that kind of stuff. Um, right now, it's probably just going to stick with major news stuff, like any big Star Wars announcements or any. Um, uh, opinion pieces that I've always had floating in my head that do a TikTok video on or something like that, or something that takes a lot more than just three minutes or, or mm -hmm. 200 Twitter characters. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I'm hoping if anybody wants to 
help out in any or collaborate on anything like that as we get closer to me actually activating the site i'm more than happy to have you there's really no money in it at least right now i'm just letting you know right off the bat like <laughs> profits i'm like oh ain't no profits yet homie <laughs> <laughs> ain't no profits it's just it's just your time it's just your time the but, profits um, are yeah, the friends we make along the way friends we make <laughs> along the way yeah but but i'm very excited um and uh excited to get started it'll allow me to uh change the way i uh make content about star wars definitely looking forward to it and would be happy to contribute from time to time thank you uh, i was actually getting ready to ask you offline pete larissa <laughs> you guys are yeah. more than welcome right. too yeah absolutely Let's, Pete, you, I just you, followed you, you on Twitter, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I follow well, you everywhere else too? Yeah, just to, you, just to you make can. sure. ATG cast everywhere you go. Yeah. Keep me in line, man. Keep me in line. But oh no, no, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> no, no, but you're, it's it's so funny because like I don't know. It's uh I I I that that horse is beaten to death. But that it's so funny. The perception is so far from who I am. It was it was it was humorous from that perspective. But um thanks for the setup josh you can find me at atg cast just about anywhere tiktok which i do it's like one tiktok every 18 weeks i'm not very good at it um <laughs> but i'm on instagram and on uh on twitter and you can also go to atgcast.com to find the three slash four shows that we do on the atg cast podcast stream we do around the galaxy we do podcast the wills with nick milky hosting and then on friday nights uh, similar to this show, we do uh, a what we call a sort of a Star Wars talk radio show where we take your calls during the show. We hit a couple news pieces up at the top. We talk about the the latest in Star Wars, and then uh, we take people's calls, which has been a lot of fun. It's on Friday nights, and we actually we just launched, of all things, um, a Facebook page. Believe it or not, for our our, our data shows that Facebook is actually not a bad place for with this show. So, uh, but Facebook.com slash streaming Star Wars. Um, and uh, if you want to follow us there, that's kind of cool. We're also doing like daily did you knows on the Facebook page because that's what happens on Facebook. It's a bunch of old people who are like, oh, I didn't know that Mark Hamill was in Corvette Summer. Um, yeah. yeah, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> but uh, there's actually a pretty decent market for Star Wars on Facebook. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I've noticed that. Well, I you know, it's probably it, maybe look into that. <laughs> I, I yeah, and I think it's interesting that we forget sometimes and. You know, the people who are in the chat, the people who are on the screen here, the people who are on our shows, um, we're a special breed of Star Wars fans. I think we forget that, right? We are yeah, the the sweaty nerds who can who can tell you what you need to know. And and well, the, of course, that's why they said Lothal, Lothal, because that's blah, blah. No, my dad doesn't care, but he's on Facebook and he's a Star Wars fan. And so yep. that's that's who the bigger audience is. And I think the reason I bring that up is because when we get into these stupid twitter arguments or these the jockeying for position in social media it doesn't matter and when people think like well disney of course is going to listen to that guy with you know twenty thousand followers on youtube no they're not because they yeah. care about they care about that middle of the of the of the bell curve and they enjoy this stuff they don't need to know what the different insignias on the imperial uh, uh officers means they don't care they're just having fun with Star Wars, which I think sometimes a lot of people forget. So hang out with the the four people on this screen, on social media, on your TikTok and wherever, because I think we know how to have fun with Star Wars. We don't get so so caught up in the, the, the silliness and just remember it's fun. It's something that we love. And that's why we do this. Absolutely. Well said. Yeah. And then also, um, I just I just also have to say, um, 
I, I watched as, as much of the uh, the potathon as, as as I could, and that was an awesome success. You guys raised sixteen thousand dollars. Yeah, almost really? seventeen. Yeah, almost seventeen thousand wow. dollars for Make a Wish. Yeah, in, awesome. uh, in one day, it was so much fun. It was such a great day, and uh, oh, we'll wow. be doing it again next year. Yeah, it was very cool. Um, and the, again, you know, that's kind of one of those things that reminds you of the generosity of the Star Wars fandom to donate so much money over a 15 hour period. Um, it was it was crazy and just great guests. We had people. I, it was the first time where I had people from Lucasfilm contacting me saying, is there anything I can do to be a part of this? I was like, I think we can make that work for you. So yeah. it was so great. So much fun. But thank you for saying so, yeah. uh, Chaco. It was uh, it was great. Yeah. So go back to that their YouTube channel. You can you can watch back. You can you can see interviews with with Ryan Johnson with the entire you know cast uh, of of Andor with um, Phil Seth Stos Green. Those Phil Seth Green. Yep. Uh, yep. It was it was it was awesome. Um, anyways, thank you everyone here in the chat. You know we got uh, Saint Pat hanging out here. Um, Element Seven died in the Force. Um, Isaac Church. Brian with the beard. Luke with the Podwans podcast, definitely check them out. They're covering everything, including um, like House of the Dragon and mm, just uh, through awesome. all the fandoms. Jedi Master uh, DePaul, Polk Nation, DePaul um, Young. We got uh, the Jedi paid for Ninja. my drink in L.A. Appreciate it, brother. <laughs> yeah. Pay for my Uber too. God damn, I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we like, got, we got wild at a karaoke bar. Yeah, man, oh that was crazy. Said, that was fun. He said, "Bro, I'm gonna buy you a drink." I said, "No, you're not." I was already half drunk. He was like, "You're not gonna buy me a drink." He was like, "I got you." I was like, "Oh, if you roll like that, go ahead, man. Go ahead. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna <laughs> stop it. No. I'm, on I'm on vacation, bro. My feet hurt. Go buy me another drink." <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have to do. Uh, yeah, we'll, we, we gotta do that. We got again. we got we got we big plans <laughs> for for more stuff. Um, anyways, thank you everyone, everyone who's who's hung out, and you guys for joining. Open invitations here, and um, and like Element Seven says on our other podcast, Diet in the Force, which is Saturdays at five p.m. Pacific time. Uh, but yeah, that is is all. Chaco, did you forget Larissa, or did she already go? Uh, Larissa go. went first. You, uh, my bad. We were talking okay, so damn look, long. I, completely... out. <laughs> I wanted to make sure. I was like, no, are we closing? Wait, no, she doesn't talk yet. No. Oh, Sorry, thank you. <laughs> and hi, Elements but 7. I will, I will take this moment to try and pressure Larissa again to making a Dolores Twitter account because I would enjoy that. Do it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> okay. It'll be a good buffer, too, because if you don't want to deal with, like, you actually, you know, if you wanted to make it, like, a whole thing right. where it's, like, you, it's a good buffer from all the trolls because, like, they don't realize it's that you're Dolores. Playing, yeah, it's not, you're it's playing not you. Dolores. You're that's playing, true. You're that's a good you. point. If they go like, "Man, this sucks," you can be like, "Well, I'm Dolores, so she's not telling me I suck." <laughs> like, like, uh, that's an HR violation. Um, <laughs> yeah, just come back with that's an HR violation. Oh my god, yeah. that'd be freaking uh, awesome. That's funny. But, all right, guys. I will give you guys your evening back. Oh, Thank man, you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a wonderful.